How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Joining us now, Solomon Wolcott is on the line, and uh, our good friend from uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, an analyst there, Sirius XM NFL Radio Insider as well. Uh, so, Solomon, first of all, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Still doing great, and uh, good to be on with you today. Yeah, it's good to talk, uh, you know, some football. It's obviously good to talk about the possibility of the season starting. Um, I know there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not we're going to see fans in the stands, but this has been a really interesting offseason for so many in so many different lights. Uh, we'll start with the stuff on the field first and foremost. I want to ask you, being an analyst you are, as you are over at Pro Football Focus, uh, the Green Bay Packers, everybody wants to know if they're better, if they're worse, with what they did with the draft, the controversy with Jordan Love. Give me your take on all of that. Well, you know, hey, listen, when you look at the way teams are built, right, You obviously the quarterback position is so very important. And it also is very important to have uh, an answer uh, behind your incumbent quarterback that if something were to happen to, say, Aaron Rodgers, I think uh, the, the you know the people who are in charge could be considered to be negligent, right? If they didn't make sure that they were taken care of. Now, I think the quarterback in this case, Aaron Rodgers, has to understand that they need to be ready for some kind of succession plan in the need that he's injured or can no longer play. But you also have to look at the the last sample size of what kind of field, uh, team they put on the field and say. We need to get him some help. We need to get more better at the wide receiver position, particularly in a draft that has so much talent in that area. And you feel like you're rearming Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers offense. The defense was phenomenal last year. We know that. I thought they had a chance of winning a Super Bowl. And then after the season ended, you said, well, if they got better around Aaron, they'd be great. Um, I love A.J. Dillon. I watched him at Boston College. One would have to say that if you're not going to get a receiver in the first round, at least get one in the second round. Uh, you can't argue with the two players that they have because both guys are really good players, and if they can live up to expectation, I don't think anyone is going to be upset. It's just that in the here and now, um, you look at it and say, wow, did they do enough? And, and I'm not so sure they did. 
I I want to know the division because the Minnesota Vikings, while they lost to Fon Diggs, they did pick up a pretty quality wide receiver. Now, whether or not what his impact is going to be as a rookie, we'll have to wait and see. Their defense has splintered a little bit over the last couple of years. Are they really close, kind of close, or still in the rearview mirror of the Green Bay Packers? I think they're real close. I think they needed to uh, move on past the corners who had really taken a step back last year. Now, at PFF, we still have the Vikings secondary ranked very high at the end of 2019 season. That's because they arguably have the best tandem of safeties, okay, and Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris of any team in the National Football League. They grade out very high. They needed to improve that corner. They drafted at that position and addressed it. I could tell you this, Justin Jefferson is a phenomenal receiver. He can play not only in the slot where he was really productive at LSU, but he also can play outside. The reason why he played in the slot, because he was the most intelligent and the most game-ready receiver that knew all the side adjustments and blitz protections and could work with Joe Burrow best from that position. So he kind of took one for the team by moving into the slot. You saw him get belted in that championship game against Clemson. He did that all season long. I thought he was a tremendous pick. If he had to move on from Stephon Diggs, this is a guy that I don't know how successful is going to be in his rookie campaign. I think you mentioned that. But he will be a good one. He's, we, we're very high on Justin Jefferson. Uh, I also want to ask you about the Bears. The Bears bring in Nick Foles. The Bears have Mitch Trubisky. They've got their own issues down there. It appears that they have picked up a ton of different wide receivers with experience. Their defense looks to be extremely good. Where are the Bears in this mix in the NFC North? Now the Bears are just waiting for a quarterback to show up, you know, and I think that's what Green Bay wants to avoid, that if something were to happen with Aaron, they don't want to be, you know, they've gone through that before where the team has kind of been marooned, uh, you know, in this position where they couldn't move forward without having a quarterback, and that's what the Bears have been, waiting for Mitchell Trubisky to blossom and mature. And so Matt Nagy gets a quarterback, right, that he's familiar with, a quarterback, and Nick Foles that's familiar with his system, and I, listen, I think they've got a good offensive line. They've got good backfield, good presence at the wide receiver position that you mentioned. We know defensively um, they're good on the front end and back end. <laughs> if a quarterback can give them some production offensively and just be consistent, the Bears can be competitive. And we think the NFC North is going to be a very competitive division. I can tell you that right now. I, I think all the teams have improved, and we still believe the Packers are a team to be reckoned with. Uh, I want to ask you in the NFC because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, with what they've done with Tom Brady and the players that they have garnered and some of the weapons they already had, they're a team that's in the mix. The Seattle Seahawks, I think nobody's talking about they're in the mix. But a team that I thought was poised as we now go to the social side of things, I really thought that New Orleans had pushed their chips to the middle of the table and they're ready to make that run. Do you think that the Drew Brees comment and what has gone on there after – affects all of this by the time these team this team hits training camp? Do you think this is not necessarily forgive and forget, but more so kind of understood on both sides, or is this going to be a wedge that is going to divide this team and pretty much sink the hopes of the New Orleans Saints? Well, the answer to that question is we don't know. Uh, you know, I could, and you don't. And anyone who tries to project, you know, it's sorely missing the mark. Only time will tell and time will answer that question. I do know this, that which doesn't break us just makes us stronger. I believe in Drew Brees as a football player. Um, I believe in the players on that team. I do know that Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, have always sought to build a locker room 
of players with tremendously high character. Drew Brees is part of that dynamic. I think he remains that. But Demario Davis, I think, has shown you his high character and his willingness to forgive. Because at the end of the day, I think at some point we're all going to have to learn to forgive and move on and do better. Forgiving is one part of the equation to achieving success uh, and some kind of harmony when you uh, experience you know, conflict. But um, the ability to change our behavior and change our ways to ensure that the things that cause pain will no longer be part of the equation. So that means that you're going to have to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think they'll give Drew the benefit of the doubt. And I think he'll reward um, their forgiveness. I really, truly believe that. Talking with Solomon Wolcott's Pro Football Focus Analyst, Sirius XML, NFL Radio as well. You can follow him at Solomon Solomon's Wisdom on Twitter. Uh, with what has gone on, and I do want to touch on it, not just in the Drew Brees aspect of it, but when athletes get involved, and they, they and you've been in a locker room, you know this, I mean, sometimes it doesn't necessarily sit well or ideas get muddled uh, because it becomes somebody else's vision versus the agenda versus what they think and somebody else in the locker room thinks. So how tough is it right now when athletes get involved? Because we always want to say an athlete should be outspoken, you should be a leader. But when you do, that comes with controversy. How tough is that to balance that, uh, what you feel you should do as either a leader or a role model versus, you know, you don't want to upset what it is, is your job, so to speak? See, I don't know. I think we we have models for this, right? This is not a first time coming up against something like this. So we go back to the 60s and ask ourselves, how do people deal with Lou Alcindor changing his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? How do we deal with, you know, um, when uh, Ma Rashad changed his name? You know, how do we do And how did it affect their futures and their careers? How did their teammates, how did that sit with their teammates? How did it sit when Jim Brown protested, okay, and still had to come back and play? How do teammates deal with that? I think in every single case, you know what? When they step across that line and they perform, everybody was like, oh, man, we're following that guy. That's why I think sports is so much of a incubator. It's almost a test tube for the rest of society. That you can, you can really step forward, particularly when it's not a selfish reason. Any of those people that I just named, they didn't protest for their own selfish reasons. They protest mm-hmm. for to help benefit society and other people who didn't have that voice or platform. And I think everybody else can respect that, particularly when they step back in uniform, step back into their area, and they begin to perform. So I think that's kind of the yin and yang of it. You can step out on those on those principles, but as long as you still do your job and do it at a high level and perform when the time comes, I think people can also respect that. Solomon, always great to talk to you. Thanks for the breakdown of the NFC North. I certainly appreciate it, and hopefully we're talking about football on the field the next time you and I get together, okay? I look forward to it. Thanks again. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Solomon Wolcott's with Pro Football Focus, one of their lead analysts there, and also in addition to that on Sirius XM, the NFL radio, and you can hear his stuff uh, or see his stuff on Twitter at Solomon's Wisdom. At Solomon's Wisdom, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Hey. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 